Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 61st episode of Podcast Demastered. I'm Chelsea, and I'm here with Wade as always. And we're kicking off the month of October by talking about the brand new movie, Hocus Pocus 2. Two? Yes. The sequel. Like, what? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. 29 years later, Disney brings us a sequel. It's kind of funny because this year has almost been this year of very strange sequels. I mean, look at Top Gun Maverick. Out of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, the Halloween series is coming to an end finally. Do you think it's really coming to an end? All those like horror movies, you know, it's always the last movie. Mm -hmm. Always. Until the next movie. Yeah. Maybe for Jamie Lee Curtis, maybe. Maybe she's saying she's done with that series, but. Maybe. For now. But, yes. Hocus Pocus 2. That's what we're actually going to be talking about today. Let's just throw ourselves into it. Chelsea, what were your your very first thoughts like on the sequel? Like, you finished it, it's done. What did you think? I thought it was fine. Okay. One thing that really stuck out to me was the opening sequence of that. Those like young girls that played the Sanderson sisters, they studied hard for those roles. They were perfect. They were everything. Yes. (laughs) I, when the movie came on and that scene came out, I was just like so in awe and also just smiling at the, just, it was just fantastic. (laughs) It really was. Seeing like young Winifred just like, just do her thing, but like as a little girl was Mm -hmm. just absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) Yes. She had all the sass, all the movements, all the body language was just perfect. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, we're done. We're going to go back to the present. But I was like, oh, I enjoyed it while we were there in the past for that flashback. That was great. Mm -hmm. I thought, I almost thought we would get another flashback at some point and Mm -hmm. we didn't. But that was okay because that was a really good, like, it was world building. It was character developing. Mm -hmm. It was also just a lot of immediate, like, nostalgia kind of. Like, it was all right there, boom. Let's get this movie going. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so those are kind of my first impressions. What were yours? So I I really liked it. Um, For me, I didn't need this movie to be anything, like, revolutionary. Um, To Mm. me, it was a throwback. It was literally just there for nostalgia's sake, to celebrate the nostalgia. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, this millennial love that we have of this movie. And it did it. And that's all I needed. And I had a great time. I know I've seen a lot of people on online just say, like, this movie was, like, too millennial and stuff like that. And I was just like, well, good, <laughs> because this movie's for us. It's not for anybody yeah. else. <laughs> I was going to say, who do you think this movie was made for? It was not made for the children of today. Like, this is so, not a Gen no, Z movie. No. This is not a boomer movie. This is this is for us. We're going to take this, and we don't really care what you think about it. So, Yeah. No, just funny mentioning like it's a millennial movie and stuff. And I feel like I am behind the times in the sense because I will admit I have only seen the original Hocus Pocus movie twice. And the first time I saw it was about three and a half years ago. Blasphemy. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So when I saw it the first time, I was like, okay, it was better than I expected. I don't know because I had no expectations going into this movie. It was always a movie I'd heard about for a very long time. And I just had never watched it. it was something my family never watched and so I watched it then and I was like okay 
I guess I understand where everybody's coming from. That's cool. And then I did watch it again recently and I was like, okay, it was a lot more fun the second time, to be honest. And I enjoyed it a lot more. So yeah, it's, you know, it's just one of those fun Halloween movies that you can just, you can just enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to apply a bunch of logic. There's mm-hmm. not some heavy plot you have to follow. You just follow the sisters around and it's just iconic scene after iconic scene and some 90s throwbacks here and there. And there we are. Well, it's like, it's also silly in so many ways, but it also has its own, like, nice world building as well in the original. And yes, very, very iconic scenes and characters. And so it was also very interesting to be like, yeah, what was going to happen in this sequel, this very long awaited sequel? But kind of throwing to like, you know, saying like it's a millennial movie and stuff, like, what do you think makes the original so iconic and something that people have just been dying for the sequel? Well, I think. <laughs> That I think there, there are lots of different parts to this, but the first thing I think that mattered the most is that this is one of those Disney Channel movies that was on all the time, you know, around Halloween on Disney Channel. And we all had our humongous list of Disney Channel movies growing up with, you know? Oh, yes. But this is just one of those ones that we only got to watch it at this time of the year, and they played it a lot. And we watched <laughs> it a lot. <laughs> and we were, like, waiting for the next time. Um, you know, and it's, and really, like, the cast is great in the movie, but it's just, the cast is nothing without the Sanderson sisters as well. Um, and just seeing those three just be ridiculous and, um, you know, there was enough darkness to where you could be, you can let yourself at, at that age be a little scared. Mm-hmm. But they always pulled back just in time, you know, like, it was like, but remember, this is a Disney movie. So there there was lots to laugh at, but at, at that young age, enough to be, like, anticipating and stuff like that as well. And so just having growing up with that year after year after year and hearing, you know, I put a spell on you <laughs> so much and those like iconic dance moves and stuff like that. Yeah. It's been such a part of the of the holiday for us. Mm-hmm. I think Disney's really good at that too, having these certain movies that just people want to go back to for a particular holiday all the time. And this is definitely one of those. Absolutely. I wonder when we're going to get uh, Luck of the Irish too. Oh gosh. <laughs> actually is that a thing maybe that's a thing (laughs) i don't think it is but oh man that would be wild there are some interesting specifically decom movies that would have very wild sequels and you know that might be a tease for another time we'll eventually dive into all those decom movies (laughs) we do need to yes Yes, you're right so with the original hocus pocus film Now, it did have such an iconic director, with it being Kenny Ortega, who anybody who is a fan of anything Disney will also be very familiar with many of the films he has worked on, specifically certain DCOMs from High School Musical to The Descendants and quite a few things in between. But it was a little sad that he did not return for the sequel. But we did get an interesting director for this one, Anne Fletcher. And some of the things that I recognize that she has directed have included The Proposal. Interesting. Okay. And then a couple episodes of different TV shows. Oh, and 27 Dresses. That was the other movie. Ah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, there's some comedy elements there, you know, stuff that it was just like, okay. I don't know her particular style or anything, so it wasn't anything that I was looking out for in the movie, but I thought that was interesting. A little tidbit there. And I guess she was supposed to also be, she was supposed to be directing the Enchanted sequel. Like originally oh. she was going to, but she's been replaced on that. So there's that. Interesting. Well, maybe we should dive in a little bit more into actually 
the Hocus Pocus 2 story and more of our thoughts on it. Yes, and probably Mm -hmm. obviously covering some spoilers. So if listeners, if you don't want to be spoiled, you should head over to Disney Plus right now and watch Hocus Pocus 2 and then come back for the rest of our episode. And we would be very curious to hear your thoughts on this movie as well. So here we go. Yep. Spoiler time. Yes, spoiler time. All right, so the movie begins. We get this nice throwback, you know, seeing the girls as kids. Um, And basically, it's just a nice little origin story showing how the sisters get their powers, but also, like, the relationship that the sisters share mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and, and if, there's a little, a few plot details sprinkled in there to remember for later. But that's mostly what they wanted to show. Here are the powers. Here's how they got them. Let's move on. And then it's into whole brand new present day time where we're meeting some new characters. These are not the characters that were in the first one. It's a whole new set of teenagers. And I think it's a very interesting story with these teens. So you meet the the first, like, our main character, who's Becca. And she happens to be celebrating a very special 16th birthday. And apparently her and her friends, her two friends, Izzy and Cassie, every year on, their, on her birthday, they like to go perform a, like, a ritual in the woods, hoping to conjure up some type of magical <laughs> thing. But... As we learn that one of their friends, Cassie, is no longer associating herself with them because, you know, she has a boyfriend now who's popular. So there's that drama added in the mix. <laughs> mm-hmm. she, so she doesn't hang out with her friends anymore because she's always with boyfriend's friends. Yep. So then it's just Becca and Izzy and there's, of course, so the Sanderson sister house has now been turned into yet another spectacle basically kind of like almost like a magician shop slash like witch's store slash just fan souvenirs <laughs> about Salem and the Sanderson sisters. And so the shop owner gives them a candle and says, this will be something you can use for your ritual this evening. And lo and behold, <laughs> that candle, of course, turns out to be the black flame candle from the first movie. Uh-huh. Just, you know, recreated via the wax into a new candle. Which, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it caught me off guard a little bit. Because he has a candle in the shop that, you know, through his presentations about the Sanderson sisters, he's like, this is the this is the candle. Um, mm-hmm. See how it's, like, completely melted away because it, because, you know, 29 years past, you know, when the first movie took place, that candle went out because the Sanderson sisters died again. So he's like, they can't come back, it's okay. But he he tricks the girls into lighting the candle in the woods where they do their little thing and that brings them back yep which is i honestly loved that introduction though when they're talking and they're like oh my gosh it's actually the sanderson sisters and then the two girls are kind of like we're not teens we're really (laughs) (laughs) we're 40 40. we're really 40 (laughs) and they're just like okay (laughs) we believe you And I was like, that was honestly a joke that I was kind of waiting for in these movies to be like, for the kids to be like, no, no. Why do you think we're like teenagers? No, we're adults. Because, you know, like the legend of the Sanderson sisters is so strong. Mm -hmm. This time Salem, like they grew up knowing exactly like what happened, even on that night of the, uh, the night that, that the first movie took place. Those events are common knowledge Mm -hmm. to the citizens of Salem. So they know that the Sanderson sisters came back. It's so wild to so think it, that. Which is just know. crazy because even then the Sanderson sisters are basically still like worshipped in Salem, right? Mm-hmm. They still are loved and iconic and 
it just blows my mind <laughs> considering they're like real witches who did like try evil. to <laughs> eat all the children <laughs> but maybe that's supposed to be a reflection on us as the millennials who are like yeah we know these witches are evil and they're eating children but we mm, love them yeah. and they're our idols maybe that's yeah maybe that's on us <laughs> maybe we did yeah. that <laughs> Yep, the movie does definitely play into that and being like, you are worshipped as idols. I was like, oh boy. (laughs) For real, yeah. You see uh, trick-or-treaters dressed as the Sanderson sisters. Mm -hmm. You see high schoolers running around. There was even a uh, costume contest at at the festival in the movie. Where, you know, bunches of groups of people are dressed as the Sanderson sisters. Mm -hmm. An excellent group of drag queens doing it. Yes. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) That was great. Right? <laughs> and then you have the two girls, then they are like, oh yeah, no, we're really old, but we look young. And I was like, oh, I know where this is headed. And then it was like, you want to look young too? Let's go to the beauty section. <laughs> <laughs> they convinced they convinced the Sanderson sisters that the potions that they would need, you know, to like, to devour Notions the children's souls to stay, <laughs> to stay young. <laughs> the potions have been put into lotions and they use the lotions people regular people use lotions now complete with children's souls of course Mm -hmm. um to stay young so becca and izzy take take the girls to uh to walgreens you know (laughs) big product placement there lots of uh advertising for walgreens (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure they got some money out of that (laughs) oh yes just a little but that, but that, honestly, that, that scene inside the store, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was, at first I was like, are we really starting the movie like this? Are we <laughs> yes, really removing yes. the threat of the Sanders sisters so fast so we can go make fun of them in a Walgreens? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't last very long. No. And we get we get the old Sanderson sisters, you know, terrifying as they are, in, in full vengeance form at that back mm-hmm. you know they something they say very quickly like we're not being tricked by teenagers again if we see a teenager we're gonna kill him mm-hmm. and then the, that that prompts the girls to be like oh yeah we're totally adults yeah. <laughs> continue eating those face masks and whatnot gross yeah. <laughs> she's like it's raspberry it tastes so good yeah. <laughs> and then you know, because Sanderson sisters are witches. So, you know, after they're done with uh, silly nonsense and then, yeah, onward to vengeance and eating the children, you know, they had to fly on their brooms. That was... <laughs> <laughs> or their take on what a broom is. And Winifred gets her classic broom, you know, but that was the only one they had, so... So, of course, it has to go to her. No one else can touch that. Oh, no. Which other one was your favorite? Oh, come on. You have to take the Roombas. The Broombas, you mean? Oh, sure. Yes. yes. The, the Broombas. Broom the Broombas. Best way to get around. And hey, you know, they play an important part later for them. They so do. She they made really the do. the right choice. That Swiffer doesn't do nothing, but no. those Broombas stole the spotlight. Yes, they did. <laughs> oh, there's just so much. And one of the things that happens later is, you know, you get the musical numbers, which actually we skipped that there was a musical number when they come back. <laughs> right when they come back. Right when they come the back. The second they come back, they realize they're alive and boom, straight into the musical number. And the girls are sitting there watching it just like, what is going on? Who are they? Who would they say? Who are they who performing, are they performing for? <laughs> I, we were watching it and she asked, like, who are they even performing for? And I went, me. 
And then Sarah pops up behind him and is like, you. And I was like, okay, here we go. All right. (laughs) Speaking to you. Oh my gosh. No, that scene, that scene was too much for me. I was like, oh wow, we're starting with, starting with a bang. I was like, oh no, no, I wanted Mm -hmm. to, I wanted to wait for something later on, but I'm glad you enjoyed that. But we did get one later on. We got like a real one later on. So that was good. Yes. That was good. I was curious to like what song mm-hmm. they were going to choose to try to make it even on par with You Put a Spell on Me. How do you think they did? I don't know. I didn't like it as much. I th- honestly thought the music was like overproduced and they were almost trying too hard to me. For sure. 30, 30 yeah. years makes a huge difference in like in all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I knew it. I didn't expect it to be better. I thought it was fine. What was it? Um, Oh gosh, what is that song called? Um. OMG, I am totally blanking out now. Um, uh, yeah, for real. One way or another? Well, yep, that's it. Yeah, okay. I'm actually surprised we didn't get like a callback or have a li- little bit, you know, from the original film. A little bit, but we did get to hear Come Little Children a few times. Yes. Like vaguely in the background, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I appreciated those little throwbacks. I liked that. Yeah, you're right about the Come Little Children, because in the beginning, when they're in the flashback scene, that's how they get called to the Oh, woods. right. And they were about to get eaten by the other witch. Mm-hmm. Which was interesting, Obviously because she also alluded to stuff that happens later in the film, when she was like, I'm the only one left in my coven, don't ever use that power strengthening spell. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, full circle. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Oh, we didn't say like what the we didn't say what the Sanderson sisters are after yet. Besides children's souls, yeah, they changed their plan. They know they can't try the potion. They know that there's not enough time for that. Nope. So what they want, they want to get revenge on the mayor of Salem because he is an ancestor of the reverend who basically banished the girls from their little village. Mm-hmm. So they just wanted to get revenge on him, but instead of the the souls to live forever. They're going to cast a spell out of the book, which basically empowers a witch to their fullest, but they were forbidden from casting that spell by the witch who gave them her book, uh, saying that it basically will only end in disaster, Mm -hmm. Um, so don't do it. And they didn't do it for such a long time, but then when he's just like, well, the only way we're going to stay alive is if we just become so powerful that this curse can't re-kill us, basically. (laughs) Yeah, she was done being so, patient, not using it. She wanted results now, and that seemed the best option. She sure did. Mm-hmm. And well, of course, you know, tying into, you know, we haven't heard from their friend Cassie in a while. So Becca and Izzy are the ones running around. And of course, Cassie happens to be the daughter of the mayor. Of course. Yep, of course. So then she gets looped back into everything. And they make up and they're friends again. Mm-hmm. And let's, I mean, from there, you get you get your dance scene in there, yep. or your, your song scene in the middle there. And you get some callbacks to some of the costumes from the first one. Like, you see, like, the Madonna oh, costume sure of, like, the from the mom yeah. and everything, and all the dance moves. <laughs> I, I love whenever they, like, they sick the town out to find the mayor, right? And they're all, like, mm-hmm. dancing through the streets, but they're dancing so slow. <laughs> yeah. And the witches are just like, why is this taking forever? <laughs> Yeah, they're like, we'll do it ourselves. <laughs> but then eventually the crowd does catch up with the mayor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the spell just kind of breaks. And they're just like, what are we doing? Okay, bye. <laughs> the mayor just wants that apple. He wanted his caramel apple, man. Yeah. And then sadly. He had to go to Walgreens to get some awful one. Yeah. Get some discount <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> 
And I love, I love the, I love the guy who plays the, the mayor. Mm-hmm. I, I only know him as um, Buster from Arrested Development. Mm. I'm, he's done a bunch of other stuff. Oh yeah. But I, that's how I know him. So <laughs> it made me happy. Mm-hmm. So we got our callbacks in this movie. We got some music, and then, of course, you know, do the witches. Okay, I the ending is pretty interesting. I think with this movie. Because, I mean, it made sense where it was going and eventually watching it, but I had no idea what they were going to do with the sequel, how they were going to end or, you know, continue or whatnot with the Sanderson sisters. And so I'm like, okay, no, it makes sense. And it was like, also, I thought this movie totally was a lot more serious than the original. Not that there wasn't. I kind of felt that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay. Because, you know, the whole reason, so, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to, I'll just go to the ending. So, like, with the Sanderson sisters, you see them in the beginning with the flashback and just, you know, showing more about how the sisters have always been stuck together. They're the only ones who ever looked out for each other. And so, at the end, the Sanderson sisters actually do successfully complete the spell. And then it ends with, you know, the warning in the beginning about how you're sacrificing something important to you and for Winifred she didn't realize she thought I was just sacrificing because we get our fun zombie back in this one. Billy? Yep. Good old Billy. Yep. Which I love how they were like, um, excuse me, we were not together. It was a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> a single kiss. <laughs> yes. So that's not what she ends up sacrificing. She realizes that for that power, she ends up sacrificing her sisters. They disappear forever. Which was actually really sad. Yeah. Like, from that moment until, like, the end, like, that movie really took, like, a 180 on, like, the perception of the witches. Mm-hmm. And Winifred immediately, because, you know, uh, we haven't even mentioned this yet, but Becca, the main character, um, she's a witch. Yes. And she slowly starts to, f- to find her powers throughout the movie. Um, and at the end, Winifred's book actually turns sides and goes to, to Becca be- because the book also didn't want Winifred to cast the spell. So when they did... The book was kind of over her um, for not mm-hmm. listening and stuff like that. So the book goes to Becca and and Sarah and Mary disappear. And Winifred realizes she gets a full like realization moment of, oh, uh, cool. I have all of this power, but like my heart has broken and there is no reason for this power to even exist anymore without my sisters. Mm-hmm. She begs Becca and the rest of the girls to find a spell, any spell that will undo, undo her spell. Mm hmm make everything back to where it was and so on and so forth and she she begs becca and it's it was actually kind of a sweet moment i thought i was just kind of seeing those emotions flip-flop immediately you know once she realized what she had done she's like oh that's not what i wanted so take it all back immediately without remorse like just go and then they cast the spell and they don't they don't bring the other two sisters back they send winifred back to them to the afterlife and I thought it was so interesting because I was like, yeah, I'm like, oh, there actually is like more to Winifred. They're showing that, you know, she just doesn't have her sisters along just as lackeys for the sake of it. She actually truly cares for them. And that's what really mattered to her in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was a really sweet moment. And just I'm like, OK, so that's interesting. There's more to them. And I'm glad. And it's funny because I was like, I normally don't like don't cheer for them that much. But, you know, I'm glad they got a happy ending in the sense they got right? to be together. Like they and lost, they what but mattered. they also yeah. got a happy ending. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. and I love the scenes, the scenes just shortly before that, um, as they're like completing the spell and the other two sisters, they also start to get powers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like they can do the exact same things that Winifred can do, like without Winifred. Um, and there's this really small scene, like really small moment where Sarah, she starts to stand up for herself. And she's oh, yes. like, well, you you aren't in charge anymore because we're just as powerful as you. And maybe we're just not going to take that anymore. And Winifred's mm-hmm. just like, don't be stupid. Go find the kids. And Sarah's just like, okay, right away. Yeah. Like falls immediately back into place. <laughs> but you get that little bit of little bit of pushback and then right back. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice to see, but that's not what this is about. So yeah. we got to go finish the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, so Sanders and sisters are defeated, but they are also reunited. So yeah. mm-hmm. and then of course, so yeah, our main teens now has like a Becca has created almost her own new coven. So it's it's a new coven in Salem. And then in a movie. That's it. <laughs> Until. <laughs> Until, yes. The credits. Which, honestly, we actually forgot to mention that the uh, shopkeeper, uh, Gilbert, we didn't oh, reveal crud. that. He purposely, yeah. he knew what he was doing. Which I thought was an interesting callback that he was claiming that he was one of the kids that was there trick-or-treating on Halloween night when the Sanders sisters came back. Yeah, like and he, he saw, was obsessed with them. He saw the sisters and he saw them like die at the end of the mm-hmm. night and he just wanted them to come back and and he planned all of that and he got his wish, but then sisters absolutely flipped that around on him. <laughs> yeah, careful what you wish for. It's not going to be oh, how yeah. you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. He he learned his lesson because it's a Disney yeah. movie, of course. Mm-hmm. But wow, like legit, he uh he was almost the downfall of the world and all of its <laughs> children. So Mm-hmm. That would so have been a problem. You. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> thanks, Gilbert. Yeah. Thanks for creating, yeah, that black flame candle. And, you know, so, yeah, we thought we were done with that. But, of course, what's the movie without a post credit scene? So then we see the inside on the shelves of Gilbert's shop. And look at that. There is a box for a second candle. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> which so maybe third movie someday. Which I kind of hated that. It was expected to have something dramatic, but I almost thought it was going to be with the cat. I thought that was the cat was going to talk or something for some they were, reason. Yeah, they were very heavy on that cat. Because, you know, it's a black cat, of course. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, it's Binks. But no, Binks is dead. Binks is yeah. gone. Just a black cat. What was the black cat's name? Oh. It was something Halloween related. Yeah, I don't remember. Cobweb. Oh, okay. Cobweb, yeah. Cobweb. But I was like, yeah, I was like, there's no way it can be Binks. And I'm like, that defeats the purpose of what happened in the first movie. So I'm like, but maybe it could be reference to something else or something. But no, it was another Black Flame Candle, which it was like, okay, whatever, just make it a goofy ending. But I feel like if there is another one, it kind of defeats the purpose with like showing this movie was a lot of character development with the Sanderson sisters and realizing that mm-hmm. magic and getting more powerful and living forever is not what matters. And that one of <laughs> realizes it's just the sister. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe they're brought back in the third movie in another 30 years <laughs> or whenever. <laughs> and they, um, and they're like good witches now and they want to do good things and everybody doesn't die and no children get eaten and life is good and they never die again. The oh. end. Look no, it's because it. they, they come back as teenagers in the modern day. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have to suffer the consequences <laughs> Of living as a teen. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh gosh, that would be something. Yeah, I'm like, I shouldn't joke about it. Let's let's not make that a reality. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to manifest that, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so. But you know, uh, the credits did give us a real version of the first song that the sisters sing in the movie. You're um, right. So that was kind of, it's like, you know, a little during credit entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, a little recording session. So that session. was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the little record. I love the recording <laughs> session. Yeah, it and was fun. At the fun. end, she's it... just like, lunch! <laughs> yes. It just, I always love it when there's those fun scenes like that at the end of, like, the credits. Oh, yeah. So overall, I know I said that it was fine. Yeah. It was good. Like, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. You know, it was fine. I have no hate towards it. So that's where I stand with it. Just, uh, we have another movie to watch during Halloween yep. every year. There you go. To go along with my 20 rewatchings of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other final words about Hocus Pocus 2? Well, I was almost expecting the actors from the first movie to show up somewhere. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily as those kids grown up or anything like that. Just as some cool cameo or some background shot or something. Or by or even by name. They didn't m- mention mm-hmm. the names um, or anything like that. Which, not that they're important, I suppose, to the mm-hmm. overall story, but... Um, I, I just, because it's Disney, because it's Hocus mm-hmm. Pocus, because, you know, they're bringing everybody back. I, I expected them to throw everybody in, in some way, even if it's just the actors themselves. True, true. Um, but they did not, at least not that I no, know of. No, I didn't see anything so. either. But no, I love it. It was a movie made for the millennials, and we got what we wanted, so hey. Yep. There it's we only go. an hour and 40 minutes, so if you haven't watched yet, you know, just, it's not too much of your time. It's just some fun time on Disney+. Plus. It's worth it. So that was our episode on Hocus Pocus 2. We hope you enjoyed this one. I just want to mention, so the whole month of October, we're going to have some other fun-filled, spooky-like episodes planned. We post on our social media. Our next episode will be about Scream Queens Season (laughs) 1. Absolutely spooky. Yes. We're going in strong Mm -hmm. on this one. (laughs) And then we're going to end this month with a special early release on Monday, because that is Halloween. We will be discussing the Hitchcock film, Rear Window. So if those interest you, we hope that you will be on the lookout for those episodes. And as always, we just uh, ask to follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so you don't miss out on our next episode. You can also follow us on our social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodDemastered. And we're also on YouTube, so if you like to listen to episodes there or know somebody who likes to listen to them there, check them out. And we'll also be posting more video content out there. We already have an episode where we do gameplay for, you know, the one game we've talked about quite a few times, Disney Dreamlight Valley. (laughs) (laughs) So be sure to subscribe to us there. And as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we hope you tune in to the next one. See ya.